Is the next LA Kings number one goalie currently in the Kings system? We'll discuss next on Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. And if you got that reference, you are awesome. Welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, we continue our look at the Kings goaltending position with a focus on the goalies the team has drafted and are in the Kings system. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host for Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years for the last 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, apparently. I thought it was 17, but apparently we just celebrated our 17-year anniversary, and that means we're in our 16th year. I don't know. Math is so confusing. Uh, but I am a lifelong Kings fan. I'm not a lifelong math fan, but I am a lifelong L.A. Kings fan. On Monday, we talked on Locked on L.A. Kings about Jonathan Quick and his future with the Kings. Tuesday, we discussed Cal Peterson and debated if he'll ever be able to turn into a legitimate number one goaltender. Today, we're going to look at the goalies the Kings have drafted recently and the goalies that could be the future for the Los Angeles Kings. Now, we know that the LA Kings have been praised uh, throughout the hockey world for their deep prospect pool, uh, but unfortunately, um, that is mostly looking at their forwards and their defensemen. Uh, it really doesn't include the goaltending position. Uh, that said, we are going to look at five goaltenders that could eventually be the future for the Kings in net. We will go in alphabetical order. And we're going to start with a young man named David Rennick. Now, you spell his last name H-R-E-N-A-K. He's 24 years old, 6'2", 181 pounds. He is from Slovakia. He was drafted in the fifth round, 144th overall pick in the 2018 draft. He signed an entry-level contract with the Kings this past March. He appeared in three games for the Ontario Reign this past season, going 1-1, with a 1.81 goals against average and a 9.51 save percentage. Before that, David Rennick spent five seasons at St. Cloud State University in Minnesota, which is a very solid U.S. hockey program. Uh, it's produced 24 NHL players, including current L.A. King Blake Lazat. In five seasons with the Huskies, uh, Rennick posted an 82-44-14 and 14 record a 2.39 goals against average, and a 9.09 save percentage. He also spent one season in the U.S. Hockey League for the Green Bay Gamblers in uh, the 2016-17 season. He had a record of 15-14-1, 2.24 goals against average, and a 9.23 save percentage. In 2018, Rennick played for Slovakia in the World Junior Championships. He was also recently at the Kings Development Camp this past month. Uh, his biggest hockey moment so far came in 2021 when he was named the MVP of the Division I Northeast Regional, where he gave up just three total goals in wins over Boston University and Boston College, helping to lead St. Cloud State to the Frozen Four, the national semifinals of college hockey. Uh, his career path is a bit similar to Cal Peterson in that he took the U.S. college route, uh, played many years in college. So he is a little bit older uh, for a prospect, but he's also played um, 
more hockey than any of the other Kings goaltending prospects so far. So again, David Rennick, 24 years old from St. Cloud State, one of the five goalies we're looking at as a possible future number one for the LA Kings. Up next is Jacob Ingham. He is 22 years old, six foot five, 205 pounds from Barrie, Ontario in Canada. He was drafted in the sixth round, 175th overall of the 2018 draft. He signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Kings back in 2020. He's appeared in six total games for the Ontario Reign, posting a 3-2-1 record with a 4.14 goals against average and a 9.02 save percentage. He also played 16 games last season for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, which is a fantastic nickname. Uh, they are in the ECHL. Uh, with the Swamp Rabbits, uh, David Ingham had a record of 9-5-2, and 2.71 goals against average, and a 909 save percentage. He also spent four seasons in the OHL with the Mississauga Steelheads and the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, in the 2019-20 season with Kitchener, he had a record of 33-8-5. He led the OHL in wins, a 2.96 goals against average, and a 917 save percentage. The Hockey News Special Projects Unlimited Issue, which is a mouthful, uh, listed Jacob Ingham as a sleeper. For the Los Angeles Kings, which the, the definition of sleeper is, I assume, somebody who was not that highly thought of and has surprised so far in maybe what he has shown or in his development. So for, for whatever that means, the Hockey News saying that Jacob Ingham, uh, a sleeper for the Los Angeles Kings. Up next, we have Yuho Markinen. He is 20 years old, six foot two, 171 pounds. Now, he was born in Edmonton, Alberta, where his father, UC Markinen, played goal for the Edmonton Oilers. As for his father, uh, UC, he played five years in the NHL with the Oilers mostly, also a brief stint with the Rangers, appearing in 128 career NHL games. Uh, after his playing days were over, he moved the family back to Finland where his son, Juho, played the bulk of his career uh, so far. Juho uh, was drafted by the Kings in the fourth round, 112th overall of the 2020 draft, and he has played uh, in Finland in the Finnish Elite League, also saw some playing time briefly for Logano in the Swiss League uh, this past season. Uh, he did appear to have a rough go of it uh, this past year in the Finnish Elite League. The record was not good. 1-10-1 in 15 appearances, a 3.27 goals against average, and an 8.73 save percentage. Uh, unfortunately, there is not too much uh, more on him as far as details on his career. Because of his time overseas, he has not yet played any organized hockey in North America that we could uh, see. Maybe there was something at the very, very lower levels when he was growing up as a kid in Edmonton. Uh, but I, mean, I think it's safe to assume, because of his bloodlines and his father being a former NHL goalie, that he is someone who has been coached up at the position for quite some time uh, by his father, uh, and that is certainly something to keep in mind, that he could be maybe a bit ahead of the curve uh, as opposed to other 20-year-olds because of his dad. Uh, he was at the LA Kings development camp last month as well. Again, that was Juho Markkanen from Finland. Up next, we have Lucas Parik. He is 21 years old, uh, six foot four, 220 pounds. He's from the Czech Republic. He was drafted in the third round, 87th overall, in the 2019 NHL draft, he appeared in five games for the Ontario Reign this past season, going 3-0-1, a 3.77 goals against average, and an 8.81 save percentage. Also played for the Rapid City Rush in the ECHL in 32 games in the ECHL. He had a record of 14-8-8, eight eight, 
a 2.69 goals against average and a 915 save percentage. In 2020-21, he played 28 games in the U.S. Hockey League for the Dubuque Fighting Saints with a 15-8-4 record, 3.35 goals against average, and an 867 save percentage. And in the 2019-20 season for the Spokane Chiefs in the Western Hockey League, he had a 22-7-2 record in 32 games, 2.73 goals against average, and a 917 save percentage. He also played in the World Junior Championships in 2020 and in 2021 for his native Czech Republic where one of his career highlights was a 27-save upset shutout of Russia. So, again, Lucas Parikh, uh, he is a guy who's played in a lot of different leagues at a lot of different levels. So he's been around the block a little bit uh, and had a brief taste in the AHL with the Ontario Reign this past season. And finally, one name that you might be more familiar with, uh, that would be Matt Valalta. He is 23 years old, six foot two, 185 pounds. He is from Kingston, Ontario in Canada. He was drafted in the third round, 72nd overall in the 2017 draft. He was the number one goalie for the Ontario Reign last season, appearing in 46 games, posted a record of 28, 10, and 7, 2.98 goals against average, and a 9.03 save percentage in 94 career games over parts of three seasons with the Reign. Valalta has a record of 50, 27, and 11. 3.19 goals against average and a 8.97 save percentage. In three seasons in the Ontario Hockey League with the Sioux Greyhounds, he had a ridiculous record of 98-20-2. Goals against average of 2.67 and a save percentage of 9.09. Uh, Valalta has um, certainly been a winner uh, so far everywhere that he's played. Um, and uh, I think it's also fair to say that he's played on some very good teams. Uh, we did talk about Yuho uh, Markkinen and that terrible record he had last year in the Finnish Elite League, and and it is it should be pointed out with goaltenders. I think it's obvious, but we'll point it out anyway. Uh, goaltenders are like quarterbacks in football. Uh, if you have a great offensive line, uh, you're able to show what you can do. If you don't, you can't. And for goaltenders, they're also at the mercy of the team playing in front of them, specifically like an offensive line, your defensive core. So it is certainly possible that Juho Markkinen played on a bad team in the Finnish Elite League, and it looks certainly for all the world that a guy like Matt Valalto has played on some pretty good uh, teams so far in his young hockey career. Uh, but uh, Valalta, uh, I, I think you would have to say right now he's fourth in line in the Kings goaltending depth uh, chart, uh, and that's certainly unofficial, but I think that it makes a lot of sense considering that he was the number one goalie at the next level of hockey for the Kings in the AHL. So it would be Jonathan Quick, in my opinion, would be one, Cal Peterson two, and then Phoenix Copley actually would probably be number three. Um, I'm not including Copley on this list of future LA Kings possible number one goalies because he's not on the list. Phoenix Copley, if you don't know, uh, he's 30 years old and he's bounced around uh, the NHL for parts of four seasons. Uh, he's appeared in a total of 31 NHL games for the St. Louis Blues and most recently the Washington Capitals. Uh, he was signed as a free agent to a one-year deal this offseason, um, and he's basically this year's version of Garrett Sparks. Uh, if you don't know that reference, Garrett Sparks played for the for the uh, Ontario Reign last year as the backup to Matt Valalta, kind of just as the veteran uh, mentor and also emergency goalie for the LA Kings. I think he, he came up because of maybe COVID and played a game or two. And that's what Phoenix Copley is uh, in this situation as well. He'll be the mentor to Matt Valalta, um, at the HL level, and if something happens where the Kings need a goalie for a short amount of time, 
they can call him up. He's played in NHL games, so it's not like you're taking a kid who's developing still and throwing him kind of in the fire. Or, you know, Phoenix Copley would be very, very capable and, and comfortable being a backup to uh, one of the two Kings goalies if, if again, an illness pops up or, or a minor injury or something along those lines. So uh, Phoenix Copley could be a guy we see in an emergency situation this year, but he's not. He shouldn't be considered as one of the candidates to be possibly the Kings' number one goaltender down the road um, that the Kings would end up, you know, drafting and developing and, and those types of things. So again, once once again, here's the list. I've got five goaltenders that could possibly be the future in net for the LA Kings. Again, we've got David Rennick, 24 years old from Slovakia. You've got Jacob Ingham, 22 year olds from, uh, he's from Canada. Uh, Juho Markkinen, 20 year old from Finland. Lucas Parik, a 21 year old from the Czech Republic. And Matt Balalta, the 23 year old from Canada. So that is the list of potential future stars for the LA Kings in net. Uh, now, to be totally honest, looking at this group, it, it is a pretty mixed bag of guys who have potential. Um, but I think it's fair to say at this point, and, and I've heard it from others who are much more in the know than me, um, that it is unlikely that the future long-term solution in net beyond Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick is likely not going to come from this list. Now, there's no way of knowing this at this time. Again, these are uh, young goaltenders uh, with varying degrees of experience, and and one of them could absolutely develop into a number one goalie. But again, judging by their skill set at this point, where they were drafted, things like that, uh, I, I think it's pretty well understood that that is unlikely to produce the Kings' next star goaltender. Mark Gennetti, the Kings' longtime director of player uh, development, um, said as much recently in a podcast uh, with um, Jesse Cohen and Zach Dooley, the, I believe it's the, with the All the Kings Men podcast uh, that the LA Kings uh, put out. Uh, they interviewed Mark Gennetti about the draft and they had asked him you know, about the goaltending situation. And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, you know, goaltenders are uh, kind of a crapshoot for the most part. Um, they obviously take longer to develop. You, you kind of, you draft these guys with hopes that they develop, but you don't know what you're going to get most of the time. And it's much more uh, easy to go out and find a goalie elsewhere and bring him in than it is to develop a goaltender that you're drafting in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, something like that. So that's kind of the view. It seems to me uh, from what I've heard and kind of my reading of it as well, um, that, you know, again, we're going to keep an eye on all these guys. We're going to update you on their progress as it goes forward sporadically. Um, but that's the list of Kings goaltenders in the system right now. That could be an answer at some point. Um, but I, I would, again, I would say right now, it does look unlikely that it's going to happen. Now, again, goaltenders, if, if you follow hockey, they develop slower than any other position. It, it, you know, forwards would be you know, the players that develop quicker defensemen take a little bit longer and goaltenders usually need a little bit longer time to uh, ripen on the vine. And I, and I, I, I think a former Kings goaltender, Jack Campbell, who was a former number one pick of the Stars, So that gave him some more rope than it would uh, one of these guys who've been drafted later on. But it, he, he toiled in the minor leagues for eight years and it never looked like he was going to get a chance. He finally came over to the Kings um, was able to get called up and, and, you know, had some decent times as a backup ends up getting traded to Toronto 
And suddenly he gets his opportunity and he runs with it. He had two pretty solid years with the Maple Leafs and he parlayed that into a five-year, $25 million contract with the Oilers this year as a number one goalie in the NHL. So you never know how long it might take. Um, some of these guys will get a little bit more opportunity than others based on where they're drafted and, and, and whatnot. But uh, it, it does take time. And uh, like I said, we will see with these five goaltenders how they develop going forward and if maybe they are the answer in net at some point for the LA Kings. Uh, I had a, uh, a poll question on the Locked On Kings Twitter account at Locked On LA Kings. And I asked, how confident are you that Cal Peterson can be the Kings' number one goalie now or in the near future? Again, how confident are you that Cal Peterson can be the Kings' number one goalie now or in the near future? Uh, 41% of you voted and said totally unsure. 30% of you said not confident at all. And 29% of you voted very confident. So a mixed bag to be sure. Uh, I think, again, that reflects kind of what I talked about on uh, on Tuesday's show about Cal Peterson, who has not established himself yet as a number one goalie, has been kind of a, a mixed bag, uh, at times looking very good, at times not looking so good. Um, so, And I, by the way, if I voted and I didn't, I would have also voted totally unsure how confident am I am that Cal Peterson can be a number one goalie now or in the near future. I'm, I'm totally unsure about that. It's, it's still a, a question that needs to be answered and hasn't been answered yet. So we'll see if we have another goalie question put up uh, on our poll on our Twitter account later today. Let me let me put some thought into that. But thank you to all who participated uh, in that poll question. Hey, if you'd like to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to BetOnline or use the pro or, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So still no update on the Kings re-signing defenseman Mikey Anderson and or Sean Dersey. Of course, when that happens, it'll be a big story here on Locked on LA Kings. I did want to make uh, one little announcement just to, you might want to know. The NHL announcing earlier today that the 2022-23 composite preseason schedule uh, has been released. Uh, 15 days, 108 games uh, played across 45 NHL and neutral site venues in North America and Europe from September 24th to October 8th. Uh, the Kings preseason opener, if you haven't marked it on your calendars already, September 25th in San Jose against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I, I hope you'll indulge me for a moment if I if I kind of stray off of the uh, hockey topic for a moment, but I, I really wanted to uh, quickly address the passing of Vince Scully. As I'm sure you know, um, the longtime Los Angeles Dodgers announcer passing away Last night at the age of 94, uh, it's it's a big loss here in Los Angeles. If you live locally, you've certainly uh, heard about it and, and probably talked about it. And I just wanted to give my quick two cents uh, on on Vince Scully. Um, it is interesting. You know, I work uh, for the Fox Sports Radio Network, and we talked a lot about Vince Scully on our programming last night. And um, our technical producer uh, is a huge Dodger fan, and he's uh, in his early 30s. Um, I'm 52 years old and we both had the same reaction to this in the feeling that part of our childhood kind of died with the passing of Vince Scully because both of us, the soundtrack of our summers as kids was listening to Vince Scully doing Dodger baseball. And again, we're, we're 20 years apart, uh, in our age. And yet Vince Scully had such, 
longevity and and was around for so long um, doing it so well um, that he again he was the soundtrack of summer for so many people and it kind of felt like part of my childhood kind of came to an end a little bit with with the passing of Vince Scully but great memories of going to my next door neighbor's house with my friends and swimming in his pool and hearing Vince Scully uh, broadcasting Dodger games on the radio pretty much every day all summer long uh, just from a personal standpoint, as someone who works in, in sports media and as someone who is a broadcaster, uh, I, I was always a huge Vince Scully fan. He was the gold standard. Um, there was really nobody else like him. Nobody could do what he did. And he always had a certain style and and the way he carried himself uh, was just amazing. He was such a, a great storyteller. And I, I personally loved how he talked about the other teams like he talked about the Dodgers. He He was a baseball broadcaster more than he was a Dodger broadcaster. Yes, he loved the Dodgers. Yes, deep down he he wanted them to win and he enjoyed them winning. But um when he he was such a professional and I really took that from him as far as how I'd like to carry myself in my broadcasting career. Now I, I said on one of the first episodes of Locked on LA Kings that I am a fan first and foremost. I was a Kings fan before I be, I got into sports media and I'll probably be a Kings fan after I retire from doing this kind of thing. So I'm a fan first. But I, I do not look at myself as a homer. I like to think I'm very fair. Um, I like to think that, you know, if there's criticism that needs to be given, I will give it. If there's praise that needs to be given, I will praise. Um, deep down, I am absolutely rooting for the Kings. And if they don't win, I am bummed out about it. But I, I like to think I'm a kind of a professional. I, I like to think that I kind of got that from listening to Vin Scully uh, over the years. And, and of course, uh, Vin um, is, you know, in our, in, in a way, the baseball version of our Bob Miller. Um, I, I never had the, the great uh, opportunity to meet Vince Scully. I did meet Bob Miller. I have met Bob Miller and he is just like Vince Scully. One of the nicest people you'd ever meet a consummate professional, a hall of famer and a great representative for the LA Kings as well. I know Bob Miller had some comments about Vince Scully last night after uh, learning of his passing and, um, you know, hey, Vince Scully, to tie it in with the Kings a little bit, I remember when the Kings won the Stanley Cup, he seemed genuinely excited for the Kings fans. I remember when they took the Stanley Cup to Dodger Stadium, um, and, uh, and, he, and he talked about uh, the Stanley Cup. And, and obviously, we had the Stadium Series game there in, in Dodger Stadium between the Kings and Ducks that I was at. And, and it would have been a, a, a memorable event if Vince Scully hadn't been there, but it did make it more special that Vince Scully was there on the field next to Bob Miller welcoming everybody to Dodger Stadium uh, for that event. So great memories of Vince Scully. Um, it is a sad day here in Los Angeles, but um, we were all very fortunate to have uh, Vince Scully in our lives as sports fans. Hey, just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel. Breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. We do have a very brief Pacific Division rival report. Uh, if you didn't see it, the Calgary Flames signed winger Andrew Mangiapane to a three-year contract worth $17.4 million, avoiding arbitration. Mangiapane is 26 years old, coming off a career year where he scored 35 goals with 55 points, playing in all 82 games of the Flames. He was fourth on the team in goals and points, and this is a team that has lost its top two scores, so he'll, he'll have an even bigger role for the Calgary Flames next season. The Flames also signed up-and-coming defenseman Oliver Shillington to a two-year $5 million camp contract. There's no question the Calgary Flames losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are taking a step back from where they were last season, but they were the, they are the reigning Pacific Division champs. So taking a step back, how far does that put them back? Uh, I, I think Calgary is still very much going to be in the mix 
for a playoff spot. They still have uh, a great defensive team. They have a great goaltender in Jacob Markstrom. And hey, look, we know Daryl Sutter will always have that team uh, playing at a certain standard uh, for next season. So that's uh, a little bit of news on the Calgary Flames in our Pacific Division rival report. Coming up on Thursday's show, uh, we will update you, obviously, on any LA Kings news over the past 24 hours. Uh, and I think we're going to look at the Kings' number one line of Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kente, and Kevin Fiala and see how they stack up with the top lines across the National Hockey League. To keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Kings. If you would like to send me an email with a comment on anything involving the Kings or this show, uh, you can do so at the email address LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for watching on YouTube to Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Go Kings Go!